0: First Corinthians chapter 5, and let's see what verse we're in. Kind of cut off in the middle here, so we might have to back up. Let's start in verse 9. He says, I wrote to you in my letter not to keep company with any sexual immoral people. Obviously, I did not mean with the immoral people of this world. I'm getting feedback. Whereas, did Glenn leave the building? I'm just going to put this down at my waist. Can we hear me now? (laughs) Okay. Um, I I obviously didn't mean the sexually immoral people of this world or with the covetous or extortioners or idolaters. Since then, you would have to leave the world. But now I've written to you not to keep company with anyone named a brother who is sexually immoral, or covetous, or an idolater, or a reviler, or a drunkard, or an extortioner. Not even to eat with such a person. For what do I have to do with judging those who are on the outside? Don't you judge those who are on the inside. But those who are on the outside, God will judge. And therefore, put away from yourselves the evil person. Alright, so we, we're kind of transitioning from the previous topic to what's going to end up being in the... Uh, in, in chapter 6, what opens chapter 6 is, uh, it is a discussion of, of legalities and things and so he's kind of making this connection and so he's just come off of the, the metaphor of communion um, so it was I want to talk about the extent of the, the communion metaphor What was communion there to illustrate, if we go back? Okay. And how did it relate to this particular topic? Because he used that, remember he says, "A little leaven leavens the whole lump." And he talks about not eating the bread of wickedness. And we talked about a couple of things that that relate to the idea. Uh, one was that the the idea was the connection to the whole. Right? That. A little leaven leavens the whole lump. That that we're to be together, and because we're to be together, the 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 negative things that we bring to the group infect the whole group. Uh, so he's like, you need to get the leaven out. Uh, if if that means me individually getting rid of the things that are inside of me that I need to get rid of, that's one thing. And, and if, if it means that somebody's overrun with something, then we need to get them out of the group, is the idea. Um, so, just a moment. I feel like we're going to kind of jet in So, so that's the, the, the first idea, but it involves necessarily, it involves this idea that we are together. Uh, he is assuming that, that we're together to be infected. If, if Christianity was just a thing of, you know, we at Christmas and Easter or, you know, or, or just kind of whenever we feel like it, there's really not a chance for us to affect each other is there so so he's assuming that we are together regularly um
1: it's kind of from, for a lot of times in the bible to so being uh, the church body being a body like a human body and the idea of sin spreading like kind of like a cancerous disease right and, yeah off that finger or that arm whatever you cut off the yeah
0: yeah so so Jesus you're right Jesus used the same metaphor uh kind of with reference to the individual who's like you know if you're if your eye causes you sin, you cut it off. It, it's, it's, it's the same metaphor, really. And so that's why I say it works individually within a person, and it works as a member of the, of the, the body as well. Um, why do... He, he lists a bunch of sins. Now, he doesn't list all of the sins. And it wouldn't be... But there, there's some interesting things about these particular sins that he lists. Why choose this group of things with reference to this particular topic? Okay, so that was the first, that was the, the main topic, but then he says, then he kind of broadens it out. He, basically he says, this applies to a lot of other things. This particular idea applies to a lot of other things. Uh, Covetous and extortioners and idolaters um, goes down. um, Covetous, uh, reviler, drunkard, extortion. Do those have anything in common? I mean, I don't necessarily think of those things as always connected to each other. I mean, someone who... can. is an alcoholic is not necessarily somebody who's, you know, in steeped in extortion or whatever. They're all very focused
1: on self.
0: Okay. Yeah, that's probably true of almost all sin. But, oh, yeah. but, but you're right. In, in terms of directly, these are what can I get? Right? Like, what good feeling can I get? What thing do I have to gain? Uh, there, there are a lot of sins that aren't necessary. Revenge is not really. I mean, it is. It's. It's a. It's. They're all like you say. They're, they're all to self. But, but, revenge would not be something, or anger would not necessarily be something that's focused on getting something, or, or these are all directly self motivated. And, and I think they are. Again, there's this. This would not be true of every sin, but I think these are specifically catchy sins. These are contagious. Right? Alcoholics want people to drink with. Hey, why don't you? I mean, it's, it's hey, come, we're hanging out. Why don't you come hang out with us? Why don't you do that? If you if you like, ah, I don't drink. What's wrong with you? It wants company. Uh, covetousness. Right when when there's covetousness and you see one person that wants a lot of stuff and they like to show off, the point of having stuff is to show it off. That's the point of having it, getting all all the accumulation and 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 what do people do? I mean, how many people do you know? I mean, there are some that that have money and and don't really dress it or whatever, but it it tends to you, you look at people and you're like, my goodness. I kind of know they're worth millions of dollars. They never seem to have enough. Well, they get bigger toys. That's all. A twenty-five hundred square foot house ain't ain't doing you any good if you if you've got a million dollars. You can't live in that. You got to have a big house. You got to have five cars or whatever. Like, like, like there's always more toys. There's always more things. It's it consumes. And, and so what happens is people are like, I wish I had that. See, it becomes contagious. All of these things become contagious. Well,
1: there's the phrase, like, keeping up with the Joneses. Yeah, you want, you exactly, want to exactly. You want, to, you want to be in the same status as mm-hmm. the whole human being. Right. Like, but yeah, in that respect, it's very contagious because you don't want to fall behind. Right. Perhaps, so to speak.
0: Yeah, that's exactly true. That's exactly true. Um... So, so, I think this goes to this idea again of a little leaven leavens the whole lump. It's these things, and not exclusively these things, there would probably be more, but he's just kind of a, a general kind of watch out for some stuff. It's going to catch. Um, so, so, don't keep company with them because you open yourself up to this contagion. Yeah. I
1: was gonna say in uh, in verse eleven, it's it's interesting that he specifically says don't even eat
0: with a person like this. Okay. Um, All right, and I, that's where I was trying to find my spot. And I, no, you you helped me find it. I was like I was trying to figure out where. We are. So I want I want to talk. That's the next point. Was the the degree of obligation that we have in avoiding this? How far do we go? um so, what does it mean to not keep company? Let's start with that. This also says the man that is a brother, yes, not outside the church, right. but a man who is a brother. Right, and we're going to we, we get down to that. So, I want to break this down by by kind of by sections, and and these are every every part of this is important to understanding what Paul says because. Whenever we take something off, you'll see that there are some strange groups that develop religiously in history that take a wrong part of something and, and take it too far or misinterpret it. So it's important that we understand what this, these things are saying. So what does it mean to not keep company? You mentioned one thing, that we can't eat with them. Let's, let's start there. What is eating with somebody? What, what, what is the point?
1: But it was also I guess I feel like it was a more like intimate thing that you just did with friends I mean you look at the, the last supper that Jesus yeah. had in the upper room it was with only his very close disciples and that was a very special thing to have that meal up there so, okay. eating, eating was I think a bigger deal back then sharing the a meal was a bigger deal back then
0: the I, I think you're probably right what's the metaphor? what was the last metaphor we just talked about? Communion, eating, fellowship. We don't just eat and run. You have someone over. Well, that turns to other things, right? Um, Eating is kind of a... um, Well, it, it, it works contradictory to the goal, I think, in a lot of cases. Maybe not in all cases. But um, the goal is to make them to to do what? What's that? Okay. The goal was to get the guy to come back to be a part of the group. He's, he's, He's in sin. And then generally speaking anybody who's in a situation that needs to repent. So if we do things that kind of suggest or minimize his personal need, he's not going to feel the need. That's the point of it. The point is not to make him feel horrible and I'm a worthless human being. That's not the point. The point is to make him miss that close connection that he had, the intimacy. Um, so, like, I was like wow, I don't have that. I missed that. Hey, listen, it's available. Um, does it mean that we can't talk with the person? Is that what... Yeah.
1: I think this also goes back to... Like when it says, hand this person over to Satan. Yeah. Like, you can't be overhearing. You can't, you can't straddle the divide between between God and Satan. You know, there's, you've got to pick one or the other.
0: Right. And
1: you cut off that little. Right? Mm-hmm
0: know that you don't condone it if you go on as you always have you're telling him oh it's okay you can do this but Mm -hmm. if you pull away from him then he begins to see that it's repulsive to you right yeah that, that he's lost that fellowship with you or that approval from you yeah then it's not right yeah and I think that's that's important because I don't think it's saying you can't talk with that someone like um, my my mom was a Jehovah's Witness and she, she left it um, and it was like a month later she was walking down the street and she saw a friend who she thought was a friend just in general whether in the church or not she just thought that they were a friend and she was walking, she's like oh. and the per she's like she got to, the person crossed the street, like four hundred feet up the street. She's like, that was weird. She's in the grocery store and she saw she saw the lady again. They lived in the same neighborhood. And she goes to say hi and zoop, up one of the other aisles. She's <laughs> like um so she she's like I have no idea what's going on. And she zips around and got her. <laughs> she couldn't get away. Like, what's going on? So, so it's, that's not what this is talking about. And how are you going to bring somebody back if you don't talk to them at some point? Right? But I think the idea is that your communication cannot be on the basis of, uh, of, of a fellowship. It has to be on the basis of, listen, you need to repent.
1: I think there's, there's definitely two aspects uh, to look at whenever we read this. There was, a, there was the one aspect for the, the <coughs> salvation of the person themselves. Mm-hmm. And there's also right. the image of the congregation. Correct. For, and, and they kind of get down into that a little bit later whenever he talks about the uniting with the prostitute and all yep. that kind of stuff. But it's... it's Keeping like the sanctity and the purity of what's going on in the congregation versus mm-hmm. letting this stuff seep in. So there's there's two different two different aspects about that. Because God's always been very concerned and, and very um, adamant about keeping things as you know, pure,
0: mm-hmm.
1: even, even since the very beginning of things. So
0: now, one of the sins in here, I want to go back to it. He talks about idolatry. Which obviously we don't have idolatry today, right? <laughs> no, it's actually, in some places they still literally have idolatry. Um, but I draw, uh, idolatry is what? What's that? Okay, something something that, that is in the place of God. Something that provides for you. Something that gives you security, uh, something that you serve, something that you're submissive to. All of these ideas of worship we've talked about before are what, when those are something else's, that's your idol. That's, that's the thing that you put in the place of God. Uh, so, that is catching. Right, uh, Whatever... What are some things that people serve today that are in the place of God? Money, okay. It's always that's always been one, right?
1: Family,
0: power, fame. Oh, no, it's in the family. Oh, fam- yes, family, absolutely. Um, yeah. So, so alcohol becomes something you serve, right? That and so there's all these are all things. That uh, there are there are lots of idolatries even in the church, right? Just some of the stuff that's gone on recently uh, in the uh, in society around us. Um, There's people that hope and have hoped that we were going to be saved by politics in the church and out of the church. It ain't going to do it. That's an idol. It's not ever going to fulfill what God fulfills. You'll hear the phrase, here's another one, you'll hear the phrase uh, follow the science. Hear that phrase? Science science is a replacement for God. People are looking for like a way to get rid of God and put this idol in its place. And anywhere God comes up in society, that science it's not going to replace god it can't any more than a piece of wood that god made can replace god god made science it's not going to ever replace him we have lots of idols around us and they they are very catching right if you have been on facebook in the last 2 years you know it's catching Uh, and and people feel the need to give their opinions on everything because we have to uh, people feel the need to find a way to combine their faith with science it's very there's a lot of pressure to do that it's very catching it's catching in churches across the United States to try to, to find these philosophies in the Bible it's very addictive they're idols so now he's really saying like you point out we're really talking about within the church that doesn't mean we don't have to be cautious about these things outside of the church but he's, in terms of the enforcement of rules, that I don't have. It, it, it's not good to do a lot of keeping of company with, with alcoholism, right? You, you don't want to be there. Well, God said it was just within the church that I need to worry about it. So outside of the church, man, we can do all the rubbing of elbows we want. It's not what he said. He's talking about the enforcement of this is, is the judgment that we make. If I don't... Uh, yes? I
1: was going to say, I, I think this is a, a very interesting passage, especially in, in our world today, and even in the last, probably, like, you know, 40, 50 years, where you see a lot of Christian groups you know, coming out against this and coming out mm-hmm. against that. They're all secular things that they're coming out against. Yep. And it's like, well, yeah,
0: we, we know that's bad. Right. And, you know, this this is kind of going back to
1: that. Like, that's outside the world. They're not playing by our rule book. Yes, we, we already know that. You know, and we can be, you know, against the things that God's against. But it's not like, but like he said here, it's not it's not our place to judge those outside the church. Right. That's, that's already being taken right. care of. Um, and I, it's <coughs> easy to forget that Right.
0: He has an interesting statement in here. He says, "If uh, if I was talking about those outside of the church, then what would you have to do?" Leave the world. All right, you have to go to outer space to get away from this stuff.
1: <laughs>
0: We're right, like, hey, Jeff Bezos has got your uh, out, outer space flights. You know, you can leave the world now. Right, guess what? There's five of them up there. So now you're surrounded by it again. Eh, sorry. You can't get away from it. How have people tried to get away from it?
1: Hmm? What's that?
0: Okay, monasteries. Within 300 years of Christ, they did not read this verse. They're like, hey, let's leave the world. Yeah, they tried. They've tried. Yes. It's been tried several times. Communes. Communes. Oh, communism. No, 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 no. Communes. It was uh, that was that was attempted a long time, long time before uh, Lenin and Marx and all of them ever thought of that idea. It was it was started by Christians actually, uh, way back in like the 14 or 1500s in year, in like Germany. They they tried it. Didn't work so well. Ended up with wars. We have Amish leave the world. Right. Yeah, it, it doesn't it doesn't it doesn't work. What 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 is the major problem with this in terms of pertaining to the church? When
1: you cut yourself off from the outside world, well, then you're not you're not preaching the word.
0: You're not doing the the the, the, the last thing that God said. Hey, you need to be doing this. You have eliminated that as a possibility. The final thing, the thing that God thought was so important, he wanted to leave it on the minds of people. These are my last words. Go into all the world. That's kind of opposite of leave the world. <laughs> it's like the exact opposite thing. But people go down one path and they focus on one phrase. Don't keep company with, oh, got to do that one. And that's not what I meant. And also Paul, Paul tries to explain it. This doesn't mean ignore what Jesus said. So, and
1: right, yeah,
0: and, and beyond that, he 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 goes into one thing. He says, "Don't judge the world." Well, wait a minute. What does that mean? Don't judge the world. What is he talking about?
1: Standard that God holds them to, and we do as
0: Christians that should know better. Okay, they're not there yet. In their
1: yeah, like if you have got a regular person who is a thief and steals things, well, yeah, that's bad. But like, like Travis just said, you know, they don't, they're not playing by the same rules. If, if there's a person in the church who's a thief and is stealing things, well, yeah, they should know better because they've already they've given their lives to Jesus and said, right. hey, I'm going to serve Him. I'm gonna Right. But I'm going to do this, too, yeah.
0: even though I know it's wrong. Yeah, that's, I, I, that's
1: where that conflict is. It's like, you yeah, know you shouldn't be doing
0: this. Right, like the person out there might not necessarily yeah. know it. Yeah, I've heard this used to like uh, strange, weird things that people use to say that well, Christians cannot participate in jury duty, <laughs> like or, yeah, like, that can we read the context? <laughs> you know, is the context ever important? um he's he's talking about uh, the harm that comes from from judging god God judges the people that are outside he's talking about disputes he's talking about immorality um and that's that's not my job is not to as a christian judge. Them. My job is to try to bring them to Christ. If I am giving the impression, that I, how can I hold them to a Christian standard when they're not Christians? So insulting somebody for a behavior that everybody around them has told them is acceptable is... That's not going to do them any favors. On the other hand, what can I not do? Okay, so I can't judge, but I, what, what's the opposite? I can, go, I, I can go too far that way. What What's the other extreme? What's that? Okay, I can't join them. I can't condone it either. God doesn't want me condoning them. Because now I can't present the honest gospel. It's a, it's a tight thing to walk because there's conversations now going around, oh, you've got to use people's pronouns, their preferred pronouns and all this nonsense. That's one of these cultural idols that is becoming popular in the church. Well, we want them to feel nice and we don't want them to feel judged. And Okay, so I don't want to judge them, but I don't want to, let's follow the logic out. I'm going to placate their their immorality. For the purpose of what? Well, they'll think I'm nice, and maybe eventually they'll listen to the gospel. Okay, let's follow that logic out. Six months down the road, you've been placating them and and, and making them feel that they're okay. Now you're going to pull a bait and switch on them. That's wrong. How does that conversation end? Yeah, the short word. You've been lying to me now for six months? Making me feel that that was okay, now you're gonna judge me. Alright, we're back to judge. (laughs) It, it, It doesn't end where you think it's gonna end. So it's a fine line not to judge them, not to make them feel lower than human for their sin, but not to feel that their sin is acceptable. On the other hand,
1: and a lot of this <clears thing throat> is the example that we set forth. Mm-hmm. Um, because for a lot of people, you know, Bible thumping doesn't work. Right. And it's it's seeing what kind of people we right. are, yes. how we act, and how we deal with situations like that. Because you know, they
0: can walk up and be like, "Oh, are you this kind of person?" I'm, like, well, yeah. I'm, I'm a Christian. Yeah. Like, oh. Yeah. I wasn't expecting that. Yeah. yeah.
1: You know, I mean, just, just things like that where, and it, and it goes along with the, the, you know, what we condone and what we associate with and things like that, because then that gives the impression of, oh, this is what you're, you you folks are all about.
0: Mm-hmm. Right.
1: And gives the wrong impression.
0: Yeah. And you can't control that. Right. You can't control the impression. Right. I got an email two weeks ago. Um, someone wanted to know what our opinion on, you know. Transgender and all that was. This is what I believe. Well, the 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 reply had at least. This is in a short paragraph. It probably used the word judge or judgment or whatever, probably ten or twelve times. I can't control what they think. I I tried to express as gently as I could, um, but I have to say the truth. That that's I I can't control. Their perception of me, I can't control their response to me. You have
1: to let the individual. Right. You can't hide it. You can't sugarcoat what the Bible says. Right. Like out home, e- exa- out home,
0: exactly. 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 So. so be worse, if they to do that. Like
1: you said, they debate and switch to the other way around. Right. 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 Bat, you know?
0: right. Yeah. So, so it is, is a very difficult thing. Um, it, it, we're not the first ones to have to engage this conversation. Uh, there's things we've talked about the weird stuff going on in this town, <laughs> and it's like you guys are not engaging the conversation. You're letting it go. You're condoning it. That's not acceptable. So, um, so I want to. Uh, we're going to jump into six. He's actually going to circle back around to the topic, but chapter six, verse one through eight. He says. Um, how do you dare, having a matter against another, to go to law before the unrighteous and not before the saints? Do you not know that saints will judge the world? And if the world will be judged by you, are you unworthy to judge the smallest matters? Do you not know that we will judge angels? How much more than things that pertain to this life? And if you have judgments concerning things pertaining to this life, uh, do you appoint those who are how do you appoint those who are least esteemed by the church then to judge? I say this to your shame. Is it so that there's not a wise man among you, even one, who will be able to judge between brothers? But brother goes to law against brother, and that's before unbelievers. So therefore it is an utter fail for you, utter failure for you, that you sue one another. Why would you rather not accept wrong? Why not rather let yourselves be cheated? But no You yourselves do wrong and cheat, and you do these things to your brethren. So we're going to stop there. What is he talking about, generally speaking?
1: Okay.
0: Okay. We need to be careful... How we take this, because this has been taken, like many things in this text, way out of context and has produced incredible harm. And I've been in churches where this produced incredible harm. This is talking about civil matters. This is not talking about legal matters or criminal matters. There's a big difference. An elder has no jurisdiction over criminal matters. Criminal matters are a crime against who? Society. Society. I was not ordained over society. That's not my field. Right? Our elders have a very limited sphere of influence. It involves this congregation so 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 he's not talking about things that are specifically legal in terms of the criminality of things he's talking about things where you can set a lot of suit uh, a, a suit <laughs> uh, criminal matters aren't a person against person criminal matters are always how are they phrased the state. Somebody be somebody. the state versus United States versus Right, that that's how those are phrased. It's not person versus person. That's important. Because I don't have the ability, I don't have the ability to hide or cover that up. Legally speaking, by the way, I don't have if a crime is committed and I know about it, I am required by law as a, as an ordained minister to report it. Because if I don't I am liable. I go to jail. I don't have jurisdiction to conceal that matter, okay? That's very important. I was in an area of, of in New England where there was a couple of guys that were harming children. Let your imagination go, right? And there was this idea in the 70s and 80s that we were just supposed to forgive and rehabilitate. Those are crimes. Our job is to report them. They didn't go reported and way more people got hurt than should have. Some of them ended up committing suicide. I know two of those boys, particularly, that ended up committing suicide because of those crimes. I know many more that were harmed incredibly. That's not what he's talking about here. He's saying, listen, what what, what types of things would he be saying? Yeah. Okay, all right. Okay, what else? What else? Let's use our imagination. All right, so so. Okay, land issues. Hey, my, I, the the Bible was very clear on not moving borders. It was it was punishable by death. By the way. Loans. Oh, I, I loaned Bob this money. Now I need it. He won't pay me back. employers. Do you ever work for a Christian employer? I've worked for three Christian employers, and only one of them ended nice. Sorry. <laughs> That's a true story. I'm friends with all three of them. But just as in terms of the business end of things wasn't great it's hard to wear a lot of those hats and so we get disputes and disputes turn like a personal thing turns into a business thing and he fired me over something that had nothing to do with my job performance <coughs> like oh I'm going to sue you right? no. he didn't defraud me of any money but but you can see where that type of thing would go oh yeah? you're going to do that? well I'm not paying you you owe me money. So, want to get yeah. And the first thing, he's like, the first thing you're doing is you're going to the judge. That's not how this goes. That's not how unity, this book is about unity. Better to suffer yourself to be defrauded. So he owes you what, a paycheck? Okay. Is that worth tearing up the church over?
1: But in some ways, if you do not impress it, perhaps he will cheat someone else or defront someone
0: else. Okay, so this is where it goes to the church. And this is where it goes to the leaders of the church and they said, listen, you can't be a part of the church if you're going to do this. All right?
1: Yeah, you could you could resolve it in a couple of different ways yeah. like if you go to somebody outside the church as like a mediator or something like that you know the reasoning for you know paying back the money or not paying back the money those are most likely going to be very secular reasons right and, and logical and things like that where you know there's not going to be any kind of you know, spirit or, or God involved and that's right. why looking in the church like, right. you look in the church, you need to be reminded of, like you said, the unity and and all those other things that he's been talking about in this letter to be able to resolve those disputes. You're not going to get that outside of the church. Mm
0: -hmm. Yeah, And let's face it. Stuff between Christians is no different than stuff between your kids. It's just on a higher level. We do this every... Same thing happens every night. He did this. Oh yeah, what did you do? Oh, I did this, uh, and you can't sort it out. I was just telling them I'm going to beat y'all because I'm not sure who started it. Okay, uh, hey, now they know I'm joking, but maybe not always. I get sick and tired of it. I, I, I tell them I'm not sorting it out anymore. I don't. I'm not going back to yesterday or the day before. I don't care who was sitting there first, and uh, you got up to get a glass of water and. I don't care anymore. I'm not sorting it out. Some things you can't sort out. And, and, and oh yeah, well I didn't pay him because. Just think of it on an adult level. You can't sort everything out nice and neat. Suffer yourself to be defrauded. You don't. Uh, you, okay, you, I did this little thing. He did a little bigger, and then he did a little bigger. And I, I'm not, w- Listen, we're not sorting it out. We're not going back to who did the first little teeny tiny thing about a year and a half ago. We're not sorting it out. Let's just move on. I think people within the church, it's the same as within a family. Mm-hmm. You expect either for them to forgive you of the debt or to pay you more, right?
1: you know, or maybe work more for less money. Yeah. Because you're a member of the church, you know yeah. I'm in a yeah. tight spot, so you should be helping me. And I
0: think that we, as Christians, right. just have a higher level for each other than right. in our minds of mm-hmm. what should
1: be. Yeah. It's also, I, I notice a lot of our conversations, like, two people going against each other. Yeah. It also could be that, you know, like, learning something or something like that that, you know, could have been done in good faith, and then something happened where, I, I can't be right. right now. Yes. And there's still a dispute there that needs to be Yes, settled. right. And again, yeah. going
0: outside the church, we'll
1: get a different right. response to that yeah. than Willie
0: Right, not everything has, right, you're you're right. Like, man, I'm trying, and you went to, you, you took me to court. <laughs> like, now what? Now we've got, well, you, you're going to have part of the church is like, well, he owes him money. The law. And this person's like, then you're going to have the half that feels the <laughs> compassion side. It, it, he can't pay him when you get blood from a stone. I mean, it, and you, boom. Division. What is to prefer above justice is unity. Unity is more important than justice. So, thank you for your participation and great comments. So, we're going to close there.